Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Let me give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, and Sheldon Boyce, our assistant producer, who work hard every week to make sure that this podcast is released each and every Friday. If you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, I have in studio with me uh, Ryan Samuels. Uh, no, uh, no new guest. He's been on several episodes, but Ryan, thank you so much for being here. Of course. I'm excited to be here. And we have the one and only Dave Wright. Dave, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Uh, that's my privilege. So as we're heading up to Father's Day, as, as per this recording, um, we wanted to spend some time talking about dads, and we're going to begin um, by sort of looking at our relationship with our dads, things that we've learned from them. Uh, you know, it, it, we each have sort of a unique uh, story as it as it pertains to our fathers. Um, but here's a, a here's one for you. It's Psalm one hundred three thirteen. As a father shows compassion to his children. So the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. And of course, right there uh, is taking for granted that we're speaking of a good dad who actually shows compassion to his kids. Um, but as dad's sitting around this table, and we all have children of different ages, mm-hmm. um, talk to me a little bit about, uh, Ryan, what are the ages of your children? So I have one that is in the womb right now, and I have a four-year-old. Yeah, absolutely. Dave? I have a daughter that's 16 and a son that's 14. And I have adult children, uh, 28. 26. 26 would be my Wait, oh my goodness, 27. 27. So if, we split, so if we split the difference. You'll get 27. I have 27. Okay, 27. That would be 24 and 20? Coming up on 20. Oh, coming up on 20. Yeah, okay. So I'm glad you're here right now. The only reason I know is because we just talked about it, me and Vanessa, yesterday. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad you're here to keep me honest about how old my kids are. You got it. But um, but yeah, so I have adult kids, and so we all in different stages of this whole thing. But we're going to start out by talking about our dads a little bit. And, and so, uh, um, you know, I grew up in a home um, where my parents weren't Christians until I was 15. I was a Christian when I was five, but a very moral home. Um, my dad, in many ways, broke what I would call a family curse. Um, not a lot of uh, male role models in the family that my dad had to look up to, um, but he was one for me, and so he desired to be the dad that he never had, and uh, I got to be the beneficiary of that, and my grandkids, uh, my kids, uh, his grandkids, uh, got to see a godly grandfather. And so, you know, um, I'm thankful for, for dad being sort of that generational curse breaker and, and allowing me to be raised in a home where I was loved by mom and dad and had both of them together my entire life. So um, that's that's something that, that I'm thankful for, um, but wasn't wasn't really modeled for my, da- for my dad at all. Um, he just desired to have what he didn't have, and he mm-hmm. gave that to me. And so, Ryan, tell me a little bit about your story. So I have a pretty interesting one. Um, I have – I've never met my biological father. Um, he was out of the picture by the time I even really was born. But um, there was a man in my life who my mom was with before she had me with my biological father. His name's Norm. And they had two two kids together before me, um, pretty, rel- pretty spaced out apart. My sisters are almost – uh, one is about to turn 50 and the other one is like 43. 
And you're um, what? Uh, 40? 20, 28. 28, yeah. that's right. Okay. So we are, we are very spread, spread out. And so he stepped in when he, you know, found out that there wasn't going to be a father in my life. And he was like, I don't want this boy to be raised without a dad. And so he was, he was consistently in my life till probably about third grade. Um, and then him and my mom uh, split up and kind of he went an hour away and we lived in the same area for a while. But then, you know, until I graduated high school, they eventually got back together. So I don't I'm not going to do the math right off the top of my head, but it was a long time um, that he really was. He was in the picture, but it was like a see him on the weekends or and then eventually we moved away and we moved to Michigan. And I really only see, saw him, you know, intermittently because I got older and I was in high school. But I mean, he to this day, though, you know, he's still in my life consistently now and he's been since I graduated high school. But he's always made it a priority to put me above anybody else in his life, his kids above anybody else in his life. And so, you know, there were some situations there that got in the way of him being able to do that. It wasn't necessarily his choice. And, you know, it's always a two-way street, but he, to this day, he models the utmost patience and love and and kindness to me. I've, I've never heard him raise his voice in his life. And um, he does have a faith. Um, he does have some handicaps that limit him on the terms of like fellowship and community. He's he's legally blind and legally deaf. That doesn't mean that he's completely deaf or c- completely can't see. But there's some limitations that get in the way of him being able to come to things and go out to things. So we really a lot of the times there's the, you know, talks of, you know, father and son bonding moments. We go out fishing or you go out and you make something in the shed or you go like there really wasn't much of that. Because prior to third grade, I mean, I was kind of young enough to do that, but he he couldn't see and he couldn't hear very well. So for him to just be me and him, he had a harder time keeping track of me. And I wasn't the greatest person in the world as a child to respect that he couldn't keep track of me. So I would purposely try to make myself hide or disappear to stress him out. And I don't know why. I I think since from the podcast and since you're being so transparent, what exactly would you do? I would. Well, he has no depth perception. And he has tunnel vision and he can't pinpoint location. So I would stand right behind him and I would scream for help. And he would, he just didn't know where I was. And he would cry out like, Ryan, where are you? Yeah, and I would just you. never yeah. tell him. I would just keep telling, yelling help. But I would do that. So there was mo- <laughs> there was times where we just, we couldn't do anything together. But I remember there's moments where I got to take him to his first, his first professional baseball game, which oh, was like, you know, a big milestone because anytime there's people involved, people you don't walk around just anticipating people being blind, you know. So it was harder for him because it's more so people affecting him feeling like he's going to interrupt people's life. And and so, but I mean, he is he's just an awesome person, an amazing person, I think. And he's been so consistent. And with his faith, I didn't have a faith growing up at all, um, but his faith you know, when him and my mom split up, he never he never got remarried um, because he wasn't ever not married. They had just split up. Yeah. So he uh, he had stayed just him for from third grade until I graduated high school, and then got back with my mom. and And so he's just he's just modeled a really good what it means to be you know I think a godly husband and a godly dad. And I feel the utmost. And you love. would call him dad. Oh, I call him dad. And yeah, I I remember the first time somebody was like. Oh, he's your stepdad. I was like, huh? Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't uh, know what you mean. Dad, yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. Absolutely. Because um, he'd been there since literally day one. So, mm. so yeah. 
And it's interesting. I share the same name as my biological father. So I'm not a junior because we don't have the same middle name. But, right, same last name. Um, same first and last name. So I didn't know. Same yeah. first and last. Same okay. first and last. So so that's also, you know, how however hard it was on him for that, I don't but know. But you have one of the coolest middle names ever. I do. My middle name is Storm. And so... After a Steven Seagal character. After a Steven Seagal movie that my mom absolutely loved. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's a little bit of the story of my my a little envious of that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> my family story with my. Dad, I would trade Albert so. for Storm any day. You, it's a family name. Yeah, it's still true. Ryan Albert Samuels also also yeah, does okay. it. You can have that. I'll take Storm. Deal. All right. Craig Storm. Dave, tell me a little bit about your situation with your dad. <laughs> well, my dad was the youngest of five kids, and I think his closest sibling was fourteen years older. So he was just quite a bit younger, and my grandparents, his mom and dad, were older anyway, and my grandpa was like 20-some years older than my grandma. And he passed away when my dad was 10, which was really hard for my dad. And so his one thing is he wanted to always be there for his kids and, uh, you know, outside of dying, of course, but which he is still alive and he's been there every, you know, but that was just a goal. He wanted to be there cause he didn't have a dad sure. for a good chunk of his life. And he's just always been there for us. He's been awesome. Great. And, uh, talk to him all the time. And now he gets to, you know, hold his grandkids and mm. he's great. I don't, yeah. It's, he's been awesome. an awesome dad. That's awesome. All right. So here's, here's sort of a, an interesting question. Um, because, you know, like it or not, there are things we pick up from our dads. Mm-hmm. And so, what weird quirk, quirk would you uh, did you pick up from your father? He wants to jump in. Come on now. Weird quirk. Okay, I have one. <laughs> I have one. It is the weirdest thing, and Vanessa can't stand it. But I, my dad, always he, his go to snack would all was always a a big log of summer sausage. But he would eat it like a steak. So he <laughs> wouldn't. What do you mean he, he ate it summer like sausage? Like he would cut like a, probably like a quarter off of this log of summer uh-huh. sausage and he'd just eat it knife right. and fork. He wouldn't eat it with crackers. He wouldn't eat it with cheese. He'd just eat it verbatim. And I picked that up. And so anytime there is summer sausage, I just – and I don't know personality quirks. You know, it's, it's a little different with him because sure. he doesn't really have – not that he doesn't have a personality. He's yes. not a stoic. But he just – does. we don't do – Tons right. of stuff, but that little quirk of like he's That's just hilarious. he eats just summer sausages with a knife and fork. I I do that all the time. All right, all right, Dave. I've been told that I walk exactly the same as my dad. Really? Uh, yeah. So apparently that's one, and then uh, ambidextrousness. That's oh, really? Okay. Uh, my dad is he writes left-handed and eats left-handed, but he does everything else right-handed, and hmm. I picked up some of that. I don't. Right or eat left-handed, but I do. I can do other things, like throw a baseball and stuff. Wow. This is this is a confession I have to make. Um, I used to make fun of my dad because if you would go into like a fast food place and it'd be like forks, he particularly loved sporks from uh, KFC, and he would take a couple of extra and keep them like in the car in case you needed them. And if you were to go out in my truck, you would find some forks and knives and some sporks in the truck and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, as I, as I realized that. And Krista, my wife, she always acted like it embarrassed her. But one day we were eating somewhere and mm-hmm. she didn't have a fork. And she said, 
man, I wish I had a fork. I don't, I don't have any way of eating this. I said, ha, 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 but you do. And I pulled it <laughs> Today's out. the so day. Sometimes she makes fun of me and go, I was there for you. Today's the day. Today's the day, right? I mean, sometimes I have trouble seeing things, but I'm not blind, so – <laughs> that's not a quote necessarily that I picked up from him. Dave, put Ryan under control. Let's get a little. <laughs> okay, here you go. Here's another fun one. What what food does your dad love that you find a little odd? My dad loves um, tomatoes, and he loves uh, V8 drink. Okay, that stuff, and so he he he'll just pound that stuff, and uh, also. Um, he likes to crush up oh, saltine crackers in a cup and put milk in them and eat them like cereal out of, a, out of a glass. It's, it's so is, weird. That's amazing. Whoa. Whoa. Dad, I love you. <laughs> that's crazy. That's I just weird. don't love the, the, the food choice there. Uh, my dad has always, always, I've never not seen him with three things around him. He always has, has jelly belly jelly beans. All right. Hot tamale cinnamon candies, and they could be hard or they could be just the the like Mike and Egg ones. And then the, and you you guys are slightly older, so you might know but like the candied bean things, they're not beans, but they're like they're called like baker's beans, but they're candy. I don't have a clue what that is. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Are they like Boston beans or something? Yes, Boston beans, something like that. It's a candy. Oh yeah, okay. Red bean. He has those three things. Always, they're always there in a bowl somewhere. So wow. he either is holding always, and then he always drinks black coffee. Okay, never, I've never seen him drink water. All right, ever. <laughs> so it's only black coffee. Even if he's outside, nine degree day, hot coffee. Oh in, in my third, goodness, it's crazy. And then liverwurst. He always he eats that stuff by a spoonful. Oh wow, just just eats it. So well, it's hard for me because my dad's from West Virginia. So the n- number of things that he has he's eaten, you know, like he, he's talked about possum soup and stuff like that. But <laughs> growing up, um, it always made me laugh. At Thanksgiving, he would always take the innards that you get with your turkey, okay, and he would make this disgusting soup. Sounds about and, like pop up. Yeah, then he would get upset that no one else would eat it. Like every year, he goes, "Did <laughs> I just make this for me?" And from my earliest memory, I can remember me, my mom, my brother all saying, yeah, we're not eating that. And my mom never made it. He's like, just try it. And mom would always step in and say, no one's trying that. That looks disgusting. But he, he every year he would make it. And every year he'd act surprised that he was the only one eating it. My first experience with your dad was – or one of my first experiences of eating food with him was we were in Florida, just me and Vanessa, and we got food with him. And he got a full plate. I'm talking minimum 20 of these things of chicken livers. Yes, yeah, and he uh, was eating them like chicken nuggets. Yeah, and he swore to all of us. He's like, "Guys, you don't understand. These are great." And we just are looking at him like, "We know it's not though." It was crazy. He just a mountain of chicken livers. Yeah, I could. I mean, the the things that he's eating, the pickled uh, pig's feet. Sure. Uh, he's you, done that. He's done pickled. Uh, but what, you have a pickled thing I, too. I like pickled stuff, but I'm not doing pig's feet. That's true. I've or, never seen you do pickled. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, here you go. Let's turn the corner a little bit. What was something courageous you've seen your dad do? Mm. Man, I will say he has battled this. It's it's a degenerative disease, so he's had it ever since he was young. So I've never known him not to have 
the disability of, of hearing and seeing, and more so on this account, seeing, he never once said no to playing catch with me. Wow. Now, I know that that may not lean on the side of courageous, but like at any point, yeah, if no, I throw sure it, does. but like he would never once mm. say no to playing baseball with me or, wow. or football, even just pitching me a pitch and... Who knows if I'm just going to line drive one back? But he never once said wow. no or let it li- let let him let his sight limit him from doing that. And still to this day, it's wow. you know still something that I, I really super valued about him. That's really cool. How about you, Dave? Well, my dad was a police officer for ten years. Oh wow! So when he was I was just for ten years younger, so, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, he's been in. Uh, he almost has been shot. He he was in a. A uh, car accident. Actually, two police cars slammed into each other going Whoa. through through an intersection, responding to the same crime. And he, they got T-boned, and it broke his arm, and it it bent his gun in his pocket, Whoa. and all this stuff. So, yeah, he's kind of <laughs> that's typical crazy. police stuff, right? I guess yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's like wow. Well, you know, for me, I remember I was I don't even know how old I was, but I was on my own horse. We were horseback riding, obviously, and I was on my own horse. And my dad had my brother with him. So my brother was young enough. He couldn't be on his own horse. And that horse kicked up like the Lone Ranger horse, you know, just right. And dad held on to my brother and just like, I mean, he was like the Lone Ranger, man. Like he, he was just just right there. And saw it happen. He came down, never, never acted like it really phased him. It was like, you know, and I remember thinking, I have, at that moment, I didn't always think this, but at that moment, I thought, I have the coolest dad in the world. Because <laughs> we were out with a bunch of people mm-hmm. and they looked and they're all impressed with him. I'm like, yeah, that's my dad. And uh, like I said, I, I didn't always feel he was the coolest dad in the world, but at that moment, he was the coolest <laughs> dad in the world. And I thought, that was just crazy. And the way he protected my brother, mm-hmm. you know, we always felt safe when we were around, around, um, mm-hmm. Around him. And I remember, you know, when you were little and people talk about, you know, whose dad could be up, whose dad type of conversations. You know, my dad was never one of those guys who ever had to talk himself up. And so I'd always sit there and go, I don't have to be a part of this conversation because it's a given my dad could beat up your guy's dad. You know, he was a sort of that type of guy. But he was he was not a not a person who ever sort of had to project that. He never mm-hmm. would have talked like that. Um, he never tried to be a tough guy. He was just a pretty confident individual yeah. and always felt safe with him. But at that moment, I was like, now, th- now there's there's a mm-hmm. there's a superhero. Well, here you go. Let me let's let's ask this question right here. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given by your dad? I'll start us out. Give you give you mm-hmm. some time to think. Um, it was when I was getting ready to get married. I had just gotten engaged, and dad and it's two pieces of advice at two different times. The, and so the the first piece of advice was when you get married, it's not all about you. And that was a great piece of advice. That was great. The second piece of advice, which was equally as good, was when we were getting ready to have our first child. And he said, now that you're having children, it's not about you at all. <laughs> so when you're getting married, it's not all about you. Now that you're having kids to care for, it's not about you at all. In other words, he's talking about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I saw that modeled um, from him very much so. And uh, appreciated that. And I, I think uh, his advice still holds water today. So. Mm-hmm. I'd say for me, and I'll, I'll say it again, we don't, me and my dad, until really I, I got kind of became a Christian, didn't have a lot of deep talks. But so more so the advice that I got from him was the stuff that he modeled, which was, you know, even before I even came to the faith, 
you know, him just saying and showing like never once did he venture out. And I brought it up earlier, but never once did he venture, venture out to even really have a relationship with another woman while him and my mom were split up and um, really spoke a lot to what a relationship meant to stay committed. And then also just stepping into my life, a, a child's life that he didn't have to step into at all. Um, and just kind of take, you know, the, and it's not a burden cause he would never say it's a burden, but he, to take another child on as he was older. I mean, he was, you know, a little kid into his forties. My dad is, is middle mid sixties now. And so he was, you know, he committed another, you know, minimum eight, you know, 18 years of his life getting older, knowing that he had these, you know, ailments that held him down to be a dad and to be a father. And, <clears throat> you know, he's still super involved today and, and all that stuff. And I'm 28 years old, so he's not gonna, I don't see him stopping anytime soon. And so there's just been, I think a lot of stuff that he has modeled as a good human that has spoken and he didn't even have to say it, you know, but has, has given so much advice to me on how to live my life in terms of, you know, I guess, value of relationships and kids and stuff like that. So, you know, having the opportunity to be around your dad dorm and uh, see the way he interacts with you and everything Mm -hmm. you talked about when you were younger and someone said, oh, he's your stepdad. Mm -hmm. If if someone were to say to him, oh, you're Ryan's stepdad, I think he would have the same shock. Yeah. Like he's proud of you. Yeah. Uh, The joy that he has for his son. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no, uh, the the love of a father to son there is is undeniable. You You would never know. And most people don't know. You know, if they meet him, they would never know that. I no. mean, we we don't look anything alike. Um, he's super tall and skinny, and I'm not. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't have much to do with anything. But, you know, we just – he would never yeah. let that that face him. And in my whole life, I never had his last name either. Yeah. You know, he only had – he had two girls at, before me. So, you know, he's never let that face him either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's just modeled a lot of stuff for me. Yeah, that's cool. I think uh, my dad would – stuff like uh, don't sweat the small stuff. Wow. Because, you know, life's too fast. Just enjoy mm-hmm. enjoy the time with your kids because they'll be out of your house before you know it. And uh, kind of like, Craig, you were saying – well, both of you were saying just seeing him model yeah. selflessness mm-hmm. all my life. You know, he always drove the worst vehicle in the house, you know, and <laughs> made sure everybody else had a, a good working vehicle. Yeah. And, Mm-hmm. He'd drive the, the clunker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. And that's something. You know, and it sounds like, you know, you know, Ryan, your your biological dad wasn't present, and Norm was present as much as he could be. Yeah. And uh, you know, for me, one of the things I appreciate about my dad, he put in long, hard hours. I mean, he he had a job where he was putting in um many hours. Um, uh, but when he was home, he was home. In fact, I remember guys would ask him, you know, what hobbies do you have, Paul? And he'd say, Oh, my family. And he didn't mean that in a way my family was a hobby. He just meant I don't really have time for hobbies because I work a lot. And when I'm home, I want to be home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Again, his whole, I don't know, sort of the negative uh, image of, of seeing, you know, his dad not being present. And mm-hmm. no, I mean, really just not a whole lot of good male role models for, for many years in his life until probably high school. And then there's some unique stuff there. But but uh, but saying I want what I didn't have for my kids, and he provided that yeah. and to me. That's that's just an amazing, an amazing thing. And you know, even if if you're listening to this, and you're saying, "Man, I didn't have that relationship with my dad," but they're talking about, 
you know, and of course Ryan's situation is a little different. He can relate to both having a dad who he did have a great relationship, but one he has no relationship mm-hmm. with. And so he can definitely understand that. But but for me, as we talk about this, it you know, the the relationship with our earthly fathers is important, but a relationship with our heavenly father is even more important. And I want to go back to the verse I started with, Psalm 103, 13, which says, A father shows compassion to his children. Of course, that's the ideal dad, right? Not mm-hmm. all fathers do that. But uh, but the psalmist takes it sort of for granted when he says, So the Lord shows compassion to all who fear him, all who are in relationship with him. And I'm thankful that our Heavenly Father is a perfect example of a dad. Mm-hmm. And I get to benefit that as a child of the King. And yeah. each and every one of us do in relationship with him. So no matter what your relationship is with your, with your dad, um, your relationship with your Heavenly Father can even be that relationship you never had with your earthly father. You know, yeah. sometimes our earthly fathers live in such a way as a psalmist writes that they point toward Jesus. Other times they don't, but don't let that diminish what you can have with your Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. You know, as we approach Father's Day, He's the dad of dads, right? He, he's the mm-hmm. father of fathers. He's the Lord of Lords. And we get to have relationship with him. Well, next week, we're going to talk, dive a little more into our fatherhood, like how mm-hmm. we are with our children. And so that should be sort of fun and scary at the same yeah. time as we talk about that, thinking that maybe sometime down the road. Actually, if we were really vulnerable, we'd put our kids in here and have them talk about us. <laughs> but I'm not even doing that. My kids are adult children. So we'll we'll wait until they decide to do that on their own. Yeah. Um, but for those of you who are listening, thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember, um, check out crosswinds.church. That's where you can find out all things about this podcast. And, of course, uh, Crosswinds Church. Um, we uh, are excited about coming up to next week's uh, episode, so please uh, tune in. And uh, Do you tune into a podcast? Download the podcast and listen to it and uh, so that you can um, be a part of that and, and share it with a friend. If you, if you know somebody who would benefit from some of these podcasts, let them know that we're doing these things. For now, be blessed and bless others. Mm-hmm.